Relationships are not something that most people on Earth are directly taught. Instead, relationships are something that we indirectly learn about from our interactions with our parents and our peers, and also from stories and movies. The problem is, these interactions, these stories, and these movies don't necessarily show us what it looks like to have an in-alignment relationship. They also may not be a reflection of what is real. Therefore, what we learn about how to have a relationship may be totally out of alignment, may be totally dysfunctional, and what we learn about relationships and how to have them may be completely false. Today I want to talk to you about one of these false ideas that people have about relationships that is so rampant that when I'm working with couples, I run into this so often it is mind-blowing. And this is one of those false ideas that will lead you straight down the road to relationship hell, if not destruction. The false idea that people have is this. Relationship security is something that is just there and should just be there the minute you commit to having a relationship. Or relationship security is something that you build, but then it is there. Once you build it up, you don't have to do it again. In America, we call this a one and done. This idea is completely false. If you navigate your relationships with this idea at the helm, then quite frankly, your relationship is doomed for the rocks. It's pretty simple, I think, for most people at this point to understand how ridiculous it sounds for somebody to apply this same type of logic to the concept of feeling loved. For example, I think most of us understand that it's ridiculous to expect that, well, you should feel loved just because I'm in a relationship. Like the second that I get into a relationship with you, the fact that I'm in a relationship with you should make you just feel loved, right? Most of us also would understand how ridiculous it sounds for somebody to think that what they have to do upfront is to show a lot of affection and love and care up until the point where somebody felt loved and then it was a one and done. Oh good, now that you feel loved I don't have to do anything else because now you're loved and you know it. <laughs> but this is the type of attitude that we're taking towards this whole concept of relationship security. Here's the reality. You know what they should have taught you in school? <laughs> is that relationship security is something that you are consistently working on every day in every interaction that occurs across the entire duration of your relationship. Every interaction, every situation, every experience, every little moment that you have in a relationship is an opportunity to either establish relationship security or to the contrary, to destroy it. So where do we get this idea from? The answer is multifold. I'm going to be going over these reasons now. The first reason that we have this idea that relationship security is something that just is as a result of being in a relationship or is something that's a one and done, meaning you create security and then that's the end of it. Because of our interaction with our primary caregivers and our family of origin. If we are navigating the world with this idea about relationships, it's because chances are that your family, especially mom and dad or whoever the primary caregiver was, put little to no energy into ensuring the actual well-being of each individual member of the family. But nonetheless, a sense of closeness, belonging, confidence, certainty, happiness, and safety was still expected to exist in each member of the family. And it was still implied, because you are family. Essentially, that feeling of there being a tight-knit family is the end result 
of effort taken within the family to create that sensation of family and all those good feeling things that come along with it. But when there is no effort put into actually creating that prerequisite experience so as to come up with that feeling of family, and there's still an expectation to feel it because we're family, we also project this attitude onto our primary relationships and onto our friendships and onto every relationship. On top of this, what you'll notice in society today is that it's really common for people to feel as if relationship security exists because of the presence of some other feeling, as if it's just a given that spontaneously generates because of a way that they feel. For example, the feeling of being meant to be together, or the feeling of being committed, or the feeling of loving someone, or the feeling of belonging with someone. Basically, a lot of people think that if that feeling state exists, the fact that relationship security is there is just a guarantee, when in fact it's a completely separate element that needs to be developed on its own. On top of this, let's talk movies and stories, shall we? Oh, they do a really good job of indoctrinating people with the idea that relationship security is just an absolute guarantee because love makes everything happen. They also indoctrinate us with this idea that if it's meant to be, it will be without any effort on our part. The other major reason is that we see relationships that are long-term relationships between two people. Maybe it's our parents, maybe it's grandparents, maybe it's somebody else, right? And oftentimes when we're looking at these relationships, because we value longevity of relationship as a society, we see that relationship is automatically successful. I'm going to be doing a whole other video on this, by the way, because seeing longevity as a marker of success in an absolute way is really not smart. Okay, putting that aside, back to the reality. We watch these relationships where longevity is an element, meaning these people have been together across time. And because we're looking at that, we automatically assume relationship security in their dynamic when oftentimes it doesn't exist. So if we're trying to emulate those relationships, we will absolutely fail because guess what? The fact that they stayed together is not necessarily always an indication of relationship security. We may not realize that the relationship we're watching is not healthy, nor is it successful, nor is it secure. Instead, one or both of the people in that relationship have decided to simply develop coping mechanisms and establish dysfunctional patterns so as to cope in response to the lack of relationship security. And this gives us an inaccurate picture of how to make a relationship actually successful and actually be conducive to the well-being of both people involved. Not that this is the only coping mechanism, but I can't begin to tell you how far denial will take you when it comes to creating a facade of relationship security for yourself. For the sake of this conversation, let's define relationship security so we're all on the same page. Let's define relationship security as feeling safe, certain, and confident about each other and about the bond between you. This brings about a state of ease, relaxation, and well-being. A great deal of relationship security involves the specific needs that you have from the relationship being actually met in that relationship. A great deal of relationship security involves feeling that the other person is really there for you, not just inconsistently or unpredictably or sometimes. And a great deal of this involves feeling like you can trust the other person. Of course, the same is true about all of this for them, but about you. 
trust is such a central pillar for relationship security that it is crucial that you understand it. So it is my suggestion after you watch this video that you watch my other video that is called Trust. What is trust and how to build trust in relationships? Also, before we continue, we have to say that relationship security is an element of any relationship that you have. I mean any relationship, whether it is with a primary partner, whether it is with somebody who you're romantically involved with, whether it is with a friend, whether it's with a colleague, whether it's with a sister, whether it's with a parent, you get my point, right? There is not a single relationship where relationship security is not an element of it. It's just what it takes to create that security varies depending on what relationship we are looking at. It's just that most people only think about relationship security within the context of their romantic partnership, which they right now at this current time in society consider to be their primary attachment. When something that a person in a relationship does or does not do creates a fear, poses a threat, invites the unwanted, or creates danger for the other person, or for the relationship itself on a physical, emotional, or mental level, some degree of security is lost in that relationship. Only guess what? This is where some of you are about to get bummed. It doesn't really matter whether that perceived threat is real or imaginary. Because we will lose relationship security the second that somebody perceives with their unique individual perception that there is some kind of a threat, a danger, or they're headed towards the unwanted. So what you're dealing with is not the actuality of danger or risk or a loss of security. It's the perception of it. Also, I have to mention that when it comes to relationship security, compatibility is such a crucial element. Well, you might ask me why. I'm going to explain to you why with a very simple example. Imagine that you wanted a feeling of exclusivity in a romantic relationship and you wanted a physically faithful partner. For you, your partner being flirty and physically affectionate with other people makes you feel threatened and alone. It's the opposite of what you want. Getting into a relationship with an actor or actress who is flirty by nature and who regularly has to perform kissing scenes would be incompatible. There would always be a withdrawal from the relationship security bank account. If you get into a relationship with somebody incompatible, the amount of effort that you will have to put into trying to constantly build relationship security, despite your nature, will be absolutely unsustainable. It's going to be like trying to build a sandcastle in the rising tide. You're not going to be able to keep it up. If you want to understand more about this, you can watch my video titled Incompatibility, A Harsh Reality in Relationships. So that you can understand this idea better, I'm going to give you a concrete example, because you guys have been loving those. First, I'm going to give you an example of what demolishing relationship security in a relationship looks like, and then I'm going to give you what relationship security would look like in that same example, if the person were committed to it, that is. Adam is married to Tracy, but Adam has been raised with this idea that all the relationship security that he needs to create for Tracy is the fact that he is married to her. If we were to make ourselves a little fly on the wall, what we would see is that Adam has set up an intermittent reinforcement pattern with Tracy relative to relationship security. That means that sometimes he's there for her, sometimes he really isn't. Sometimes he's emotionally available, sometimes he's totally absent. Sometimes he's meeting her needs, sometimes he's fighting like hell for his own needs. 
Basically, this pattern of unpredictability has demolished Tracy's mental and emotional health, and now they're in a zero-relationship security zone. However, Adam is refusing to recognize that this is the reality of where his relationship is. Tracy and Adam are in this space where, as a result of the lack of security in their relationship, their relationship cannot tolerate time apart. That space and that distance creates a red zone type of a reaction in Tracy's attachment system. So, what happens on this day? On this day, Tracy needed Adam's presence. She needed him to want to be with her and want to prioritize establishing security in the relationship. She also needed his reassurance, but Adam was more interested in tennis. Despite knowing that prioritizing flying to play in a tennis tournament for fun would upset Tracy and make their relationship worse, he decided to go anyway and make her the problem for her neediness. His version of reassuring her was to gaslight her, in fact, by telling her that their relationship is fine because he loves her, keep in mind that he's acting the opposite, and because they are married and therefore he's committed to her, keep in mind that he's making himself unavailable when she needs him most. Two months later, Tracy initiated a divorce. The reality is that Adam did not prioritize security in his relationship with Tracy. He was primarily concerned with establishing his own autonomy and individual needs and individual happiness within the relationship. And the way he went about doing this created not only an intermittent reinforcement pattern with his wife, but also systematically destroyed the relationship security between them. If Adam had been committed to establishing relationship security, pretty much everything would have gone different. Let's take a look at how it would have gone different. First of all, if he was committed to relationship security, Tracy would not have felt as if that commitment to relationship security was entirely one-sided. She would have felt a pull instead of a push away. Why wouldn't she feel this way, you might ask? Well, because the minute that relationship security was lost in the relationship, reestablishing it would have been his priority. This means Adam would be the one taking the initiative to create it because that's what he wants for his own life and for her and for his marriage. Because of this, he would establish a pattern of I care that we both feel good and am committed to finding a solution that feels good to us both, rather than simply fighting for his own needs against her and rather than an intermittent reinforcement pattern. On the day that he wanted to go to that tennis tournament, but realized that it was going to be a direct affront to the security in his marriage, he would have automatically tried to go to work to find a solution where he could do both. Basically, how can I make my wife feel secure and attend that tennis tournament? For example, he might have decided to ask her to come with him. Remember, this is that pull. He might have said, you know what? I really would love this to be a getaway for us both. Not only that, I really need you there. See, that's that pull. He also would establish, for the sake of relationship security, that he sees the issue. By establishing that he sees the issue in their relationship and that he has every intention of following through so that that's not an issue anymore, he demonstrates that they're on the same page, in the same reality, together and working towards the same goal. So assuming that this is an option, she may come with him to the tournament, and then he may turn it into a together experience for them both, first by demonstrating his desire for her to be there for him and with him when he plays his matches, then by planning a special date or experience for the both of them after the tournament is over. But let's assume that there is no possible way for him to bring her with him. And the relationship, like we mentioned before, is at this point where that distance is not something that can be tolerated because they're in this zero relationship security zone. Then 
he is in this priority checkpoint where he gets to look at what matters most to him. Does he care more about his autonomy in attending a tennis tournament, or does he care more about his relationship with Tracy? By the way, this may cause him to have to face potentially some incompatibilities between him and Tracy. This may also cause him to face potentially some incompatibilities between him and marriage. If he made a decision that his priority was establishing relationship security, he would cancel his trip and demonstrate this commitment in some way to Tracy, such as initiating conversations and time together and reassurance. Now, for those of you who are watching this video thinking, oh God, there it is, I can't have me and have a relationship too. I would feel so crappy staying back then. Okay, hold the phone. There is no resentment that occurs within the being and body of somebody who makes a decision for their priority. In other words, if he made this decision, he would do so with no resentment towards her because he would be making this decision in alignment with what his priority is. And at the moment, that would be building relationship security. Relationship security is something that you establish. It's a little bit like building up a bank account. So it's not like every day you start at ground zero with regards to relationship security. That bank account builds up as a result of demonstrating a pattern, a pattern of caretaking the other person's needs. Feelings of safety, certainty, accessibility, availability, responsiveness, support, trust, and confidence, both in you and with you, as well as in the bond between you both. And the thing is, when you have built up this pattern, this big bank account, there's definitely more leeway in the relationship. But that being said, don't think you have all the leeway in the world. You cannot put all the pressure you want to on a relationship and expect it to hold. Just like you can't keep withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing from a bank account and still have something there. Besides, if you really love somebody, you wouldn't want them to go through the pain of you constantly withdrawing from that bank account. You'd want them to feel as secure as possible, right? You would want that bank account to be built up as much as possible. And honestly, the sky is the limit when it comes to building relationship security with someone. Relationship security is a two-way street. But the reason that I gave you that example is because I wanted you to see clearly how one individual person, maybe that's you, could make a choice for relationship security or could make a choice against relationship security. In that scenario that I gave you, the example earlier, both Tracy and Adam would be doing their part to create that security with the other. Each and every moment in a relationship is an opportunity to establish or to tear down that security. Each time you notice an insecurity or the other person expresses it, it is an opportunity to problem solve so as to caretake their vulnerability, therefore add to the security of the relationship, or to bulldoze that insecurity and vulnerability, therefore diminish the security of the relationship. Each conversation is an opportunity to either demonstrate workability, therefore increase the security in the relationship, or demonstrate unworkability, therefore diminish the security of the relationship. Each act you take is an opportunity to either demonstrate that you are committed to a win-win scenario, therefore increase the security in the relationship, or that you are perfectly willing to play zero-sum games against the other person's best interests, therefore diminish the security of the relationship. Each moment with the other person is an opportunity to understand them better, therefore know better how to create security in the relationship, or to stay in a narcissistic bubble where you're only concerned with your own truth and your own needs, therefore stay in the dark relative to what would create security in your relationship with the other person. 
If you don't want to put in the work that it takes to establish security in your relationships, then it's not actually relationships that you're wanting. You're wanting to use relationships for something else that you're wanting. Because establishing, reinforcing, and building security in a relationship is something that you do every single day in every little interaction that you have with this person, even when you're not around them. So basically, what that means is relationship security is something that in each moment you are either creating or you are in the act of destroying. Have a good week.